Hey, what up, y'all? It's Josh, the host of the Stock Talk Podcast, and I'm joined today once again by my co-host, Nico. Critical. Nico, how you feeling this week? Kind of tired after that Panda Express. Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> and he said he worked out too, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how this uh, <laughs> episode goes or whatever. But hey, we got some big news. But the big news isn't here on this planet that we live on. The big news comes from outer space. Now, this past week, Jeff Bezos, former, well, owner, is he like still the... He left at Amazon. He left, he, he's still on the board, but he's not the CEO anymore. Okay, but the founder of Amazon, former CEO of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, him and a crew of about two, four people all together, finally went to space, space flight. And it included his brother, I think someone else, an 18 year old. So, Nico, how do you think, how did you feel about the space travel? You got any thoughts about this? I think it's a great movement. I totally support it. You know, I really like, I think it's kind of cool that all the billionaires are trying to find like him, Branson, and Elon trying to like create a whole monopoly right. on space. So they're probably getting bored with Earth, so they need someplace else to go. Um, I feel like I think they just see like the next gold mine of stuff. Right. So and if you have if you control space, mm-hmm. that's you control everything. Right. Because it's different companies for gas. Um, Jeff Bezos has competition with Walmart, but if, say, he gets like the whole type of monopoly conglomerate on space, who are his competitors? It's really just the business of space travel. Exactly. Space travel and space tourism. That's why I think Virgin Galactic and Blue Origin, I think they're going towards different industries. I don't think they're going to be competing directly in the same business. Hmm. So, same thing with SpaceX. I think they're not all doing the exact same thing. Even though they're all going to space and using rockets and stuff, they're, I don't think they're going after the same type of consumer for all these businesses. Do you know which one is um, trying to do, you know, like that 10-minute flight across the across the globe? Um, I believe that is SpaceX. Okay. I don't think Virgin Galactic is doing that. Virgin Galactic is trying to, like, go space to space, so. Right, but, but I don't think you're doing, like, Tokyo to New York City in a half hour. I think that's mainly... SpaceX. I, I'm not sure. You, you, you have to look it up. Now, if you had the opportunity opportunity to go on space with Jeff Bezos, would you have did that flight? No, I definitely not. Because the one kid, like I say, he was 18 years old. According to this article by Yahoo News, says he has reportedly never bought anything from Amazon before. That's kind of crazy. Wow, he was only 18 years old. Yeah, I, I don't know where they got it from, but 18-year-old Oliver Damon told Jeff Bezos he never bought anything from Amazon. And then Bay Basil's reply, oh wow, it's a long time ago I heard someone say that. So yeah, because I think, who, who doesn't buy it? Oh, that's interesting. Amazon revenue was key to funding the trip. Bezos thanked Amazon workers for making it possible. Yes, I did see that on Twitter. And people were like making fun of him, like, hey, you barely pay your workers or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but he gonna shout them out for that? So okay, that's funny. Interesting. But next topic, Nico. Let's talk about some shared dilution. Shared dilution, okay. This is very important because, so this changes the way you value a stock and 
like what the share price is going to be because even though the company's earnings may be increasing, the stock price might stay the same because the company is issuing more shares. And so one example of this is our stock Rolls Royce. Okay. Yes. And Can you please tell me what's going on with that? Yeah, this is a big problem because what happened was in the pan when the pandemic happened and all these companies had to take out debt to keep the business alive, a lot of these companies had to issue more shares. And so that dilutes shareholder value, making each share worth less. Okay. Okay. So Rolls Royce, for example, was trading above $10 a share in the last, you know, before the pandemic back in 2017, 2018. Well, now that they issued, I believe, I believe they doubled the amount of shares they had throughout over the past year. Why would they do that? Because they need they, they needed that debt to keep the business alive. Because Rolls Royce was losing billions of dollars, and now we're losing money now too. Now we're losing <laughs> money because so really the the equivalent of the share price would be if the if the company if the stock price goes back to the same value it was at years ago, it would be half of what it was pretty much. So now it would be five dollars. Okay? okay. And so right now the stock's trading at about a what a dollar thirty, and we bought it like a dollar fifty. So yeah, we're down a decent amount, but. The company says that, I was reading reports that said within six months, I think, they're supposed to get back to free cash flow positive and they're supposed to be back to having most of their business. So share price should go back up to at least, you know, three or four bucks. You know, I, I'm, I'm selling it as soon as we can get past one. I'm going to start selling once it goes up too, because this has not been fun holding this. I know, like as soon as it gets to like $2, I'm getting rid of it. Yeah. I, actually, I might get rid of it at like a 180 or something. Because yeah. <laughs> we had this for so long, it's been going down since. And the weird part is, I mean, I wish I would have sold some shares, honestly, when it hit. I was up 10 or 15% at one point because it went to like $1.65 or something. So I wish I would have sold then, but whatever. Too late now. You know another company that's doing something like that? What? No, I'm, like I'm asking. Oh, there yeah, there's, there's a bunch. That's, that's the important thing here is like, so now, so let's say, here's the thing. When you are comparing stock prices now compared to what they were, let's say two years ago, some of them are not going to go back to those levels because there's more shares now. So it, can, it will have the same market cap, but the share price will be lower. So another example, this is Virgin Galactic. Virgin okay. Galactic issued $500 million worth of shares. Hmm. That's going to make it harder for the share price to go up. Okay. Another example is um, UWMC. What's that? That is a mortgage company. It's like, okay. have you heard of Rocket? And yeah, Rocket, Rocket, yeah. It's like that. So that's another example of that one. So you really have to be careful and be on the lookout for these things because if the company is not buying back shares or keeping the shares the same, but like ideally you want the company to be buying back shares. Like mm -hmm. Google and Apple, they're big share buyback companies. But even if they're not buying back shares, they should not be issuing too many shares because then that's going to decrease the value of your stock. So that's just, it's an important thing to look out for. And especially over the past year during the pandemic, when all these companies had to issue more shares and go into more debt, it's more re relevant now more than ever. So just something to keep an eye out for. It's kind of a weird thing too, because that might like scare away investors yeah. to invest in your company too. Well, it's so. just, it's kind of, you have to be on the lookout because you might say, okay, let's say some of your airline stocks, for example, you might say, okay, this, once this, uh, once the recovery happens, 
this stock will go back to the same price it was at before. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. That won't happen. You see, so it's just you got you got to watch out. Now, there's another company you also talking about, iRobot. Can you break that down for me? Yeah, iRobot. Reason I wanted to bring this up is just because I like this company, but the problem is that do you still have it? Because I know you've been no, talking I about so it. I sold it. Okay, I sold it. So. The problem here is they've been losing market share. Okay, they are still by far number one in robot vacuum cleaners. I just don't know if they're going to stay number one. So that's why I've been kind of hesitant because they've been losing market share and it's gone from about, I want to say 60% down to 45%, which is not bad. It's still, they still own the majority of the market. It's just, I don't, I mean, I'm not sure if, I think it's trading at $89 a share right now. I would probably buy it if it went below 80. If it was in the 70s, then I think it's a better value. So definitely a good company to keep an eye out for. They but they definitely are growing earnings and revenue, but I just don't want I'm I'm it's you have to watch out for other competitors coming into the space. And according to this one article, it's saying they should be showing their second quarter financial results on July 28th. So on day of recording is July 24th, so another four days, four days. from us. So and but see another good sign for this company was for June of 2021, okay, last month, mm -hmm. Amazon's best selling product was the iRobot Roomba vacuum cleaner. Oh really? So that was pretty interesting. That was that's a really good sign. Did you get one yet? No, I've not got one. Let me see how much it costs on it. Amazon iRobot uh 250. Yeah. Oh, I they, see they have different before. models. They have like really expensive ones. Like that one's eight hundred. That one's thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred for Amazon. See, so that one's that's the cheaper one. Too. Wait, this is thirteen hundred just for a vacuum cleaner? Yeah. Just because it has like, see, smart mapping. It has different powerful suction. Suction. It has different uh, features. What the hell? You got it enough for thirteen hundred dollars? Because I think the thing that's cool about this supposedly is that with that app. You know, then you can make it, you can like, it, it learns the layout of your house. And so it has like AI features in there. And I don't know, I haven't used one, so I don't know everything, but I mean, this, you would think this industry would keep growing, right? Robot vacuum cleaners. Yeah. You know, and they're also supposed to, they, in Canada, they have robot lawnmowers. That sounds amazing. Like, a, it's, it's just like the same thing. It's like a little thing. Yeah. And it does it on its own. Now, I... I would buy that by the house, definitely. And they were good. They were going to bring it to the United States this year, but COVID, I think they said they they stopped it because of uh -huh. COVID. So if they bring that if they bring that back to the United States, and that's a big seller, then this stock could double. You know what I mean? What so, if they had like like this was like a snowblower? That'd be cool. That could work too. That'd be cool for us out here when it snows. Mm -hmm. I'm it'd be five thousand dollars. I'm getting that. Right. Right. So lots of opportunity there. Because I don't really care about the lawnmower. And I know they have, a, they have a mopping one too. They have one that mops the floor. Okay. So different, just different things there. The problem is when you search up robot vacuum cleaner, there's a, like a dozen different companies doing it. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. And some of them are cheaper. Oh, okay. So. So this past week, Nico, well, these past couple of weeks, you were telling me to buy Walgreens, Walgreens buy Walgreens. Yes. Now, my question to you is, why should I even buy Walgreens? Well, I feel like Walgreens is a very safe stock, and that's where you get your medicine at or something. Or you no, mine's actually through CVS. CV. Oh, isn't that something? Can you get CVS or no? Uh, yes, you can. Hmm. The difference is CVS is not trading at a cheap valuation as this stock. So if we look at this stock, 
past five years, this stock was trading in the $80 range, okay? Okay. And it's dipped down to the 50s a little bit, and then it hit its lows in around the $35 range. So right now at 46, this is this is cheap compared to where it's traded at in the past. And if you look at their earnings, they're still growing earnings. The pro and they they pay a great dividend. I think it's about 3.5 or 4 percent dividend. But the problem here is Wall Street thinks that since COVID vaccinations are going to go down for the rest of the year that Walgreens business is going to decline because of that. Wait, wait, what do you mean by going down? Like, okay, so the, the, so the initial bullish thesis for this company was that when people go to Walgreens to get the vaccine, yeah. they're going to, the company's going to have more business because people are going to be buying things in the store. Sure. Okay. So Wall Street says that they sold off the stock a lot because they said that now that vaccinations are going down, not as many people are in there, that it's going to hurt the business. I don't, oh, okay. I don't see it hurting the business to that much, you know, to that big of a degree where it's going to really change the company. So, but, and here's the other thing, when that, when, when that came out, when that news came out, Walgreens announced that they are now going to be delivering your medical, well, they're, they're doing it at, they started with nine different, uh, oh, so they have like nine locations. De- they have their own de- like delivery service. Kind yes. Of. Okay. And so I think the main thing there was they wanted to compete with Amazon because Amazon also has that feature, and so that's an, that was another threat to the company that Wall Street didn't like. But that's that's not bad though because think of of all the elderly that yeah. give them a message from Walgreens. They don't have to go out at all to right. get the message. So that's kind of a cool thing. So yeah, that's kind of cool thing. And I believe. And another um, good thing that's something at Walgreens is that they're a big name. We right, exactly. Right. How long have we known Walgreens for yeah, and as it's a like, country? Right. And it's like, so. can you really picture Walgreens going out of business? Exactly. I don't think so. They're on every corner. Yeah. So it's like, it's a pretty safe stock, a good dividend. And if the share price goes, the share price can go up 20 or 30%, hit, you know, $60 a share or something, and then you sell. Okay. That's it. So just good stock to watch. So now, one stock we have been talking about recently, well, actually as long as we started the show, is Airbnb. Airbnb. Now, we all have our own personal history with Airbnb, mm-hmm. but you actually wanted to talk about this. So, Nico, tell yeah. people know what you know about. Well, I've been watching Airbnb because I feel like this is, this is going to be a company that's around for the long term. However, the problem with the stock is the valuation is kind of high. And so... I think the stock hit, let's see, I want to say $200 a share, and now it's about $135 a share. It was was $216 a share, now it's $138. So it's come down a lot. Past six months, it's down over 21%, okay? I mean, the problem though is they're still losing money, and the the market cap is $84 billion. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a high valuation for a company that loses money. So that, that's my problem with the stock. But as far as the company goes, the, the thing I, the, what I've been hearing about is that people do not want to travel to big cities anymore. They want to travel to go for hikes or something, you know, in, in different towns where there's not a bunch of hotels. I so disagree. You disagree. I agree and disagree. I feel like people are gonna still want the lure those big cities. Like you see to some degree that like that won't go away. That, like like you see when everything else all opened up around the world for a while. Mm-hmm. M- Miami, 
was ridiculous. And that's yeah. one of the biggest cities in the country. Mm -hmm. Even New York, Chicago, things of that nature. So mm -hmm. I think people are gonna always wanna be, but also a lot more people are going to Nashville to Tennessee. Like mm -hmm. you can even talk about it. Before like the last year or two, it's kind of like Cleveland. Like who wants to take a vacation to Nashville? Mm -hmm. So, and then I know like at least five people since then, since the past year, want to go to Nashville. So. Yeah, a lot of people are going to Nashville and I've been taking a lot of people to the airports lately and the majority of them are going to places in Florida, like cities in Florida, like Miami or Fort Myers, stuff like that. Okay. So, I don't know. I think it's an interesting company though. I mean, it's, it's like the uh, alternative to hotels. Yeah. So, places where people want to travel to that don't have hotels there, then you would use Airbnb. And I just feel like it's a disruptive business and long-term it's going to stick around. It's just, I wish the valuation was better. Yeah. And I feel like if you have like a huge group of people, mm -hmm. I think an Airbnb might be actually be cheaper. Yeah. Cause I right. saw, I think it was in like a Missouri somewhere, mm -hmm. like a friend of mine or no, someone I work with their family mm -hmm. actually had like this huge mansion. There's like 12 of them. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it, I think it was like $900. For, huh? How much is it for like a week or something? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, so it's like 900 or something. Okay. It's like a huge mansion. So I think probably if you have like that many amount of people, right? I think a Airbnb might be a little bit better. It might you. work out better, right? Yeah, but I personally like hotels more. I think I do too. I, I like think hotels. I do too. Yeah. Like I like I, I don't really get room service, but I like when you get back, your bed is fixed. Mm -hmm. The towel's coming to you, so I like that allure. Oh, and then pools in the hotels too. So yeah, I agree. I agree. So that's one stock I'll be watching. Now the next stock is CCL, Carnival Cruise Line, the world's biggest cruise operator. So you have wind resorts. I have wind resorts, yes. You had it. I have resorts. it. I still have it. Oh, okay. So which one did you lose that lot of money on? Was that Carnival or Wind? I didn't lose money on either. Wind, last year I made a bunch of money. I bought it when it was 80 bucks and sold it at 130. And then Which one did you buy like right when the pandemic? That was Carnival. That was okay. the CCL. Carnival, okay. But the the thing with Carnival was I bought it at like $40 a share and then I got my cost basis down to like 25 during the pandemic and then I had to wait the entire year for it to come back. It hit 20, it hit 30 bucks a share or something and I sold. Okay. So I, I like broke even or something. Well, since then, and that, and that was before cruises even came back. That was just, you know, a bunch of hype on the recovery. Well, now at the first week of July, car, the cruises actually came back. And ever since then, the stock's been down huge. The stock's went from 30 to $20 a share. So the other day, I bought a little bit over 100 shares of Carnival at $20 a share. Okay. And within two days, it went up 15%. Hmm. Not to mention, this company also pays a dividend of, I wanna say, 3.5%. So that's something else to take into consideration. And so now, because the reason the stocks dropped is because people are worried that people are worried that this variant of COVID is going to set them back. So, I mean, I don't think it's that big of a issue. I don't think they're going to shut things down as much as people are thinking. And even if they do, the stock is still going to come back. So, I'm, I feel very safe buying this one. He said, "How much is it at now? Do you it's know?" It's at twenty dollars. It's it's at like twenty one dollars a share, I think. Okay, and where was it at before the pandemic? Before the pandemic, it was in the 40s. And hmm. it, it, I think it went to the 50s too. During the pandemic, it went all the way to $8. And so now it's back at 21, 22. I wonder how, um, 
What's the other one? Royal Caribbean is doing. Royal Caribbean, yeah. Yeah, Royal, I think all the cruise companies, they're pretty much following the same pattern. So, see, if we look here, we can see normally traded at this range, okay? For, for uh, RCL, it's around the $100 range. Then it drops down huge, 75% drop, slowly makes its way back up, and it hit its high, and then now the past month, two months, it's been on this decline. Hmm. Just because of scares of the new variant. variant. So, I mean, it's it's similar to the airlines. It's just, you know, you have to bet, you're, you're betting on the recovery. And so, I don't know, I feel like these are safe companies to be in, especially CCL, because they're the biggest one. Oh, really? I thought Royal Caribbean was the No, I think CCL is the largest. Uh, are we counting the, uh, the, the Disney one? There. Uh, RCL is the world's second largest after Carnival. Huh. Uh I wonder where Disney like fall. It'd probably be third or something. Third is probably Norwegian. Is the third largest. <laughs> third yeah, largest right. cruise, controlling about eight point seven percent of the total share of cruise market. So, I I normally like to go for the biggest in the space if I can, because you're that's normally the safest bet if you get the number one player in the industry. So, CCL, I bought that one. That one I'm feeling very confident on. Ooh, so you say you try to pick like the biggest company? A lot of times that's a good thing to do. Yeah, because a lot of times, I mean, there's definitely... I'm about to say, is there a time that you, you tried that approach but it didn't work out so well? Mm, right now it's happening with Coinbase. Coinbase is the world's largest crypto thing and I'm, I'm that stock has been doing bad the past couple months. I, I didn't even know one, you bought Coinbase. I bought Coinbase, yeah. But how... Let's talk about it, Coinbase. It's, it's down. It's It's... It IPO'd it. It was it, it traded at four hundred dollars. Yeah, share. I would say it, it. It was really high when it dropped. So where's that at now? Now it's at two. It was at two twenty five. That, that's that's been, like half the. Yeah, hmm. and so there's a bunch of people who are down, you know, fifty percent because they bought at those highs. Luckily, I bought at. Well, I bought. I bought, when I first bought, I sold it for. I made you know, ten or twenty percent profit that first time I bought it. Now the second time I bought it, I bought it at two in the two fifty two sixty dollar range so now I'm down like 10% so I'm I'm not as worried about that one though I'm, I'm waiting more for Ethereum to go back up and the actual cryptos than Coinbase I, I, I do believe the cryptocurrency is going to go up soon I, I think so too I feel like it's time for it all to go up so I, I'm not sure about Dogecoin and none of that mm -hmm. Doge might go up too so who knows yeah I mean Elon Musk said he's still holding Doge so there's definitely still some you know some base out there for it but and then if all those cryptocurrencies going up coinbase should go up as well so. that's exactly right right so that's a good thing that's what we're waiting for and this whole this whole time i've been watching you know arc invest yeah they've been buying it this, this entire time what coinbase yeah they've been loading up sh on shares with that one so that makes you feel a little bit better too because they're really confident that this is going to go up I, I feel like a lot of the rich people have like a direct hand with these cryptocurrencies mm -hmm. yeah they have that feeling too mm -hmm. so but other than that, for the most part, like another example is Ulta Beauty. They're the world's largest retailer yeah. for makeup. I bought that stock in the pandemic. I made a bunch of money off that one too because when it's the world's largest company, it's usually not the world's largest company, the world's largest company in that space. Normally it's a safer bet and they normally end up winning in the end. Yeah, and those last couple stocks that I was talking about down bad too. Like what? Vertex, what else? Well, Vertex. What's the um, one that um, I told you about too? Let's see. It's Geo. I think I think ticker's just like Geo something. 
G-E-O. G-E-O. That's down bad. And I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. I truly don't know why. <laughs> well, it's been, in a, it's been in this downward thing for the last five years. Huh. It's just the problem is that they have more in assets than they yeah, have. Yeah, exactly. Look at dividend yield, 23%. <laughs> That's not good. That means they're having financial problems. P.E. ratio of five. But the bottom line is they make money. They have more in equity than, than the company's trading for. So I'm not that worried about that one. It's just a matter of time before it gets to a reasonable valuation. The stock should be 10 or 15 bucks. So just a matter of time before that happens. But while we talk about cryptocurrency, it was a big Bitcoin co- conference with Elon Musk right. and the Twitter CEO. And Jack, Twitter and Square CEO Jack Dorsey. So did he get a chance to watch that? I watched the first like half hour of it. Mm-hmm. They pretty much just said uh, the big news was that Elon Musk said that his his only things he, he's invested in is mainly Tesla. And then, of course, his other companies like SpaceX and the Boring Company. But then the only other assets he owns is mainly Bitcoin and then a little bit of Ethereum and a little bit of Dogecoin. So that was pretty interesting to me to think that he doesn't own any other things besides those. But um, the other things was that, I mean, Jack Dorsey, he said that the future of Twitter is really going to rely on Bitcoin. I'm not sure what exactly he means by that, but Jack Dorsey's a huge proponent for um, I Now I do know Twitter starting like monetization. Uh-huh. So meaning like people who like big with big following can get money from people. Oh, okay. So he might be, maybe people might be getting paid by that way, maybe. Something like that, right. So that, but I'm not sure though. And then what he's doing with Square, he's doing, there's so many projects. Him and Jay-Z. And when he's working with Jay-Z. He's working on so many different projects and stuff with crypto and Bitcoin that who knows what's gonna come out. Because he works with all that different, the payment services and the transferring of cash and stuff. So who knows what's gonna happen there, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the one thing with Jack, I feel like he works with like a lot of celebrities to yeah. push stuff out. Yeah, for sure. So it was. I mean, it was an interesting conversation between them, though. And I don't know. I think that was that was a big part of why Bitcoin's been running up lately. Bitcoin's at thirty four thousand, I want to say. And so we'll I mean, we'll see what what will happen. But how did he feel when um, Bitcoin first like fell down like a couple months? That ago? was the worst. That was, <laughs> because there was so much of a bullish sentiment at that time that it, when it, was, it hit 60,000, I thought 50,000 was cheap. I thought 50,000 was a deal, but I don't know. I got, I got too caught up in the whole, the hype with it. And so, I don't know. It, I should have known 50,000 was too high. I knew that that couldn't last and we were just in a bubble. No, you didn't. I know, I, I know. Those I was couple wrong. months ago? I was wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, he's talking about, oh my God, Bitcoin is going. I don't know, it's like hundreds, two hundred thousands. Yeah. Now his entire tune changes. Talk about, oh, I knew it was gonna happen. He's lying. He's lying. I made the same mistake with Ethereum too. That one's even worse. I, I think Ethereum's like gonna go like around. Before like all that started, those couple months ago, I thought it was gonna be like around fifteen thousand at the end of the year. Well, they're supposed to burn seventy five percent of those coins in yeah, two weeks. So in it, two weeks. It might be. It might be there. Hopefully, so, I hope that happens. The last couple months of the year, so it might be there. It might be there. Yeah. But now, let's kind of switch things up a little bit. I, I want to go across the lake. Wait, is China closer to the Pacific or Pacific? So let's go across our friends, talk about China across the Pacific Ocean. Now, they have some Chinese-based education regulations. Yeah. So these regulations have, unfortunately, might 
have a huge effect on education. Now the huge thing is like tutoring and those of that nature might become free. Now over that past week when the news broke, what happened to one company? There's a company called TAL or T-A-L Education Group. And I, and I looked at this company a couple months ago, I was thinking about buying it. Thank God I didn't because the stock fell 70% last week. In just one day. On, in one day, 70, down 70% because China announced that tutoring programs must be non-for-profit. And so this is, thank God I did not buy that stock. And, I'm, and the, more I, the more experience I get, the more I learn that. Oh yeah, real quick, they're considering. Yeah. It's not oh, it's for sure yet, but okay. it felt not that much just off of just off considering. Considering, right? yeah. So. Um, but the more I the more I learn about Chinese stocks, the more I don't want to invest in them. Like at the very least, maybe buy the big companies, like the the most reliable ones, like Alibaba, JD, Tencent. But even all all of those are going down. Too. Even those are still will cause problems because they're still subject to dealing with China's regulation problems. And that's been my biggest, one of my biggest stocks I'm down on right now is Alibaba. Mm -hmm. And that's because I, I thought it was a good deal when it was, the stock went to 315 and I started buying at, I want to say 260 maybe, 260 or so. And now it's at 220 or something. So Alibaba has had a really bad year because of just talk about China cracking down on some of these companies. And I still think Alibaba's going to come back because Alibaba, they're like, they are in every, they're one of the dominant players in almost every single business in China. They are involved in so much that I'm not really worried about that. It'll come back. It's just a matter of time with that one. Now, there's another company called, I think, sorry if I'm mispronouncing this, Bogato Techdo Inc. The stock fell down 63%. 63%. To a record low of close to, what is that? 352. Mm -hmm. And that first one, that Tal Education Group, that stock was trading at eighty dollars a share at, at one point, and now it's trading at what, six dollars a share. And it says this, the percentage decline was the biggest since the company went public in October two, 2010. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even imagine. And it's just it's just scary because I've seen I own I had three Chinese companies. I sold one, Jinko Solar. Now I have Alibaba and Baozun. Baozun was down. I want to say 15, I think it was down 15% yeah. in one day on Friday. So that's another one caused me lots of problems. And so it's just, I don't know, you got to be really careful with Chinese companies in, in so many different ways. A lot of them don't report numbers um, accurately. And like with Jinko Solar, they, they would say earnings are coming out this week and then they postpone it another month or two. So there's just a lot of problems with Chinese companies. So you got rid of Jinko Solar? I got rid of Jinko. I sold for like a... 3% profit or something. I'm just glad I got rid of it. That's good. I told you you weren't going to make that much money on it. I know, I know. I told you that. But no, the, the, it kept going up though. It hit like, I sold out at like 50 and it went to like 60. Okay, so but, not bad, not bad. Yeah. Now, Nico, after the pandemic, we're having a hard time in this country of getting people back to work. We are. Do you have any sort of deal or say if you were the president, what mm -hmm. would you do to try to get people back to work? Well... What they're doing now with raising wages, that works to some degree, but the problem with that is it hurts the business. Then it makes it harder for the business to maintain profit margins. However, what we've seen the last couple of weeks with companies reporting earnings is since they raise their prices, even though they're raising wages, they're still able to keep steady profit margins because they're raising prices. And because people have 
more money. They have high savings. They have, you know, just a lot of money saved up from the pandemic. So they had the money to spend, even though companies raised prices. But um, I don't know. I think it's 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 good that these companies are maintaining profit margins. But I'm still kind of scared. That's why I've been, you know, stacking up on cash more, just because I'm kind of expecting there to be a a rotation in the money as far as going from large cap stocks into small cap stocks because the large caps are ones that are trading at much higher valuations than they normally trade at like compared to the last like 30 years okay small cap stocks are trading at fair or cheap valuations compared to the last 30 years so small caps are probably better to be investing in but um to get people back to work that's that's a hard question like i, I know people who they're not getting called back to work yet true like one person works at BP that I know and the problem is that there's these newer younger kids working there that the company is paying less so they don't need to hire back the older exact employees and in that per the people that are in that position they can't find another job that pays what they were getting paid and so I'm not, I'm not sure how you're supposed to fix this and plus even when you look at the construction unions plumbing unions mm -hmm. they're not bringing in new people at all yeah so it's kind of hard for you to get a job with that as well so mm -hmm. it's kind of it's a weird spot that we're in as a country. I think, I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it is, like when we just went to Panda Express, we could see that you, they're, they need more employees there. Yeah. Right? So with that higher demand, with the higher need for employees, I don't know, we should, there should we, we, need to get, we need to find a way to keep the wages raised without it hurting the business and get people back to work. Do you, do you know of a job like Panda Express gives like medical benefits? I don't know. Some of them do though. Like I know Starbucks does. Some of these uh, franchises, these chains, they do. Hmm. So you just got to find the right one. I know Waffle House does. But yeah, I, I think one thing. I feel like now this age, I think more people will have more than one job too. That's true too. I, I think I think that's one big problem too. And a lot of people are thinking about going to a different type of job or a different a different industry. That's a, that's exactly. another thing I've been seeing. Yeah, because now we're in the age of, um, shall I say, mental health. Yeah. Kind of. So I feel like more things being pushed for mental health yeah, and being true. right in your mind. So a lot of people might take more time off, off of work. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of things people are starting to like live, living and working from home too. Yes, that's that's so. another thing. Another part of it is unemployment. So so over the past year, that's helped keep people away from getting a job because they were getting money. But that ends in September. Okay. Okay. So then when that happens, then that's gonna create more of an incentive for people to go back to work. So there is that, that will help. And I think, but I saw a statistic the other day that out of the 25 states in the country that eliminated those benefits early, that did not help get people back to work. And some of those people were actually suing the state for eliminating those benefits. Oh, yes. Yeah, Indiana is one of them. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It's it's a tough situation here. Everyone just start uh, sports gambling. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. But, Nico, you got anything else to add to this combo? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, because we're kind of tired and we got stuff to do. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's uh, Saturday night and then we're all, and then we're both young guys. It's time to go out. <laughs> but, 
Once again, this concludes this episode of the Stock Talk Podcast, podcast episode 17. Am I correct? Uh-huh. Are you sure this is 17? I'm positive. Episode 17, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I'm your host, Josh Bolger. Hope you all have a nice, safe rest of your weekend. Enjoy the rest of your week, you all, or whenever you listen to this or whatever. Nico, you got anything left to say to people? Uh, not really. Just go back to work and be careful with which stocks you buy. Be very careful. And that's pretty much it. All right. Well, once again, bye-bye. Up, y'all niggas all fed up cause I got a little cheddar and my wreck is moving out the stove.